Hi there, and welcome back to Out There, a cryptid podcast. I'm your host, Josh, here with another crazy cryptid. Each week, I come out with a new episode focused on a cryptid that I find super fascinating and weird. And if you still don't know what a cryptid is, a cryptid is defined as an animal that has been claimed to exist, but never proven to exist. Not all cryptids are supernatural, although many of them are. Some have actually become documented animals. Make sure you go and follow the podcast on Instagram, at OutThereCryptids, and make sure you check out the posts I make for each episode, and send some suggestions you'd like to hear. Today's episode is about a cryptid that is pretty cool, if I do say so myself, and it's one that a lot of people wouldn't even consider a cryptid because of how much they believe in it. I will be covering the infamous Hellhounds. Today, our Weird Club inductee is my sister, Jenna. She is an amazing lawyer with two of the cutest children in the world. She, like many others during these unprecedented times, has had to juggle working from home with two kids and has done an amazing job. So big shout outs and claps to her. Uh, Before we dive in, two things. One, I realized that in last episode, I made a mistake. I said during the Weird Club segment that none of the witnesses had claimed to see the Loveland frog with a tail, which is not true because Matthews actually did claim to see it with a tail. So after hearing that, you make up your own idea. I still want to believe that they are out there. Second thing. Happy 10th episode! This podcast is really, really special to me for so many reasons, and I am really excited to be doing this. So raise a glass to 10 episodes and many more. All right, let's dive in. There are many different variations of dogs or canine-like creatures from all around the world and throughout many different time periods. There's the three-headed Cerberus in Greek mythology, Anubis in Egyptian mythology, and even the Grimm in the Harry Potter series. They even based Cujo off of this legend. All these are, are just a small handful of how many different tales there are. Some are very similar to what dogs look like today, others are half-human. But in the case of hellhounds, they are usually described as a massive canine with black fur and with a great amount of strength and speed. Even some ghostly characteristics in certain cases, like the ability to appear and disappear out of thin air. But the thing that stands out to those that see them are the red, or in some cases, yellow glowing eyes. One of the most common legends says that they guard the entrance to the world of the dead, meaning graveyards or any other type of burial grounds. According to European legend, If someone stares into the eyes of the beast three or more times, the person will die. Even sometimes just seeing a hellhound or hearing its howl could lead to death. But in England, hellhounds sometimes go by a different name. A name that has many different sightings of its own. Black Shuck has been around since the 11th century. That's right, since as early as the year 1001. The first account was from the Century Peterborough version of the Anglo-Saxon Chronicle, which was basically the newspaper of the time. It talks about how a trusted source had seen a pack of black dogs with saucer-like eyes being led in some sort of hunt by men on horses. They were going through the woods between Peterborough and Stamford in England. The next most famous account was in 1577. Whispers of the black shuck had started to go through the town, but 
They were just rumors, until a church in Bungay, Suffolk, was attacked by a beast. Reports said that a snarling beast broke into a church, rampaged through the congregation, and bit the necks of two people. Both people died from their wounds later on, but it didn't stop there. The same beast targeted another church, this time killing a man and a young boy before setting the steeple of the church on fire. The fire was so bad that the entire steeple collapsed on the church. There were parts of the church that didn't get destroyed, though, one of which was the door that the beast entered through. On this door were claw marks that looked like they were scorched into the wood. It is even still visible to this day. Now, there was a set of remains found in a shallow grave near one of the abbeys in England that had reported sightings of a hellhound about 500 years ago. The archaeologist estimated that the creature stood more than seven feet tall on its hind legs and weighed about 200 pounds, which would be a massive dog. But they also concluded that they believed it was just a pet from either someone nearby or of the abbey. Could it be that... There have been remains found like this that just keep getting classified as a big dog. So around this time is when people started to believe that these hounds must be from hell. I mean, attacking people in churches doesn't seem like the most holy thing. But hellhounds were later reported to have appeared at the 17th century witch trials in Salem, Massachusetts. And in most of these tales, they believed they were the first to have seen hellhounds. There are an endless amount of origin stories, but some don't depict the beast as evil. In Littleport in Cambridge, sure, a canine apparently rescued a local girl from an attempted rape by a friar. The dog died in the struggle to save her, and its spirit is said to still roam the countryside. There is another famous tale that has been linked to the hellhound. It's the tale of the beast of Gévaudan. 1764 to 1767, approximately 100 men, women, and children reportedly fell victim to La Bête du Gévaudan. The first fatal attack was on June 30th, 1764. A 14-year-old girl named Janine Bolette was tending a flock of sheep when she was killed. But this wasn't the first time someone was attacked. The first one occurred about two months before while a young woman was tending to her cattle. She was attacked by a creature like a wolf, yet not a wolf, but she was able to escape because her herd defended her. But the attacks continued throughout the summer and into autumn. Some believe that there were more than one due to the sheer number of attacks and victims. On October 8, 1764, just hours after a mauling, the creature was spotted at the Chateau de la Bombe, apparently stalking a herdsman. The hunter who spotted it followed it into the estate's woods and flushed the animal into the open. They shot and hit it, but after a fall, the beast rose and ran off. At this point, newspapers all around Europe and even America heard the stories, and it became one of history's first media sensations. The court of King Louis XV had had enough and sent the royal hunters to kill what was killing innocent men, women, and children in France. Then, on September 20th in 1765, the king's 71-year-old gun bearer and his nephew shot a large wolf near an abbey, which was assumed to be the beast. 
They collected the reward money and honorary titles for the capture of the beast. The wolf they killed was even stuffed and sent to the royal court. But the attacks began again in December. This time, the royal court decided to ignore the new attacks. They insisted that the beast had already been killed. It took an outbreak of attacks in early June 1767 to organize a hunt. On June 19th of 1767, a hunter shot a wolf on the slopes of Mount Mouchette. When an autopsy was performed on the wolf, human remains were found inside its stomach, and it apparently had non-wolf characteristics, as described by witnesses. That is when the attacks ended. The Beast of Gévaudan was very consistently described by witnesses. It was said to be something other than a typical wolf. It was as big as a calf or even a small horse in some cases. Its coat was reddish-gray with a long, strong panther-like tail. The head and legs were short-haired and the color of a deer. It had a black stripe on its back and talons on its feet. It would ambush the victims and grab them by their throats. The wounds found on the bodies were typically to the head and limbs, but with the remains of 16 victims, they had reportedly been decapitated. Many people at the time, even scholars now, believe that it was just a wolf. But that wouldn't explain how the creature was able to survive a gunshot. Like I said, there are literally thousands of stories from early England and colonial times about hellhounds that it would take way too long to tell them all. But what is interesting is that the creatures are still being sighted to this day, and not even just in England. A map of sightings made by photographer and researcher Nick Stone shows that there have been sightings in most of the countries in Europe, from as far north as Finland to the southern tip of Greece, and everywhere in between. What isn't featured on this map is the sightings in America. There is apparently a different breed of hound that is thought to roam the forests of Kentucky. This one is less related to religious places, but does wreak havoc on livestock in the area. The Kentucky hellhound is said to have blackish-blue fur, a mane running halfway down its back, and large paws that are the same size as a black bear's paws. Now, what's really cool is there was footage caught of something that people believe is the Kentucky Hellhound, featured on a show called Mountain Monsters on Destination America. Interesting show and a great channel for cryptid lovers. Now, this footage is really compelling. It was taken by a man in Pike County, Kentucky named Drew. It is super creepy, first off. It looks exactly like what people describe the Kentucky Hellhound to look like. The creature comes out of an abandoned shack or something within the forest, and it slowly just walks away. It has blackish blue fur and even does have the mane down the back. It looks massive. To me, it's it's too tall to be a bear and its legs are too long and skinny. And also the body shape is completely different from what a bear would look like. The snout is much more canine-like looking than a bear. The team takes some measurements of this shack that was in the footage and estimates the creature to be around four feet tall and about seven and a half feet long. The Black Shook was even investigated by the famous demonologist Ed and Lorraine Warren. They went to investigate after a string of livestock deaths in England. The Warrens agreed that the deaths were caused by a hellhound. 
They were able to bind and contain it to a book. Then they took the book back to their home, where they had it blessed and locked in their oculate museum. It was even featured in the most recent Annabelle movie, Annabelle Creation. Now, I have a Reddit story, which I know everyone loves. This one was posted last year, but it's unclear what year the sighting happened during. I read a couple from Reddit, and this was my favorite because it sounds very genuine to me and holds some factual weight due to its proximity to Kentucky. Here's what they wrote. I was probably 19 or 20 when this happened. I've always believed in the supernatural, even beyond ghosts and spirits. My mom, who is, in her own words, sensitive, has some issues with that. She thinks ghosts are natural and plausible, but hellhounds, etc., are too Hollywood for her. This point of view was somewhat changed, however, because she witnessed this with me and hasn't been able to explain what she saw. I live in Tennessee in a really small town that I don't feel comfortable disclosing the name of because it's that small. It's about 70 or 80 miles from Nashville, to get an idea. There's always been weird things that happen in this town. There's so many houses that are just accepted as haunted. There's streets with a few ghost stories attached, but as far as I know, the street I saw the hound on it hasn't had anything of the sort. The street is literally only one over from where I live. There's a crossroads there. It was late at night, probably around 10 or 11, and my mom was driving. I was in the passenger seat. I was scrolling through a playlist on my phone when suddenly there was a change in the air, and I was compelled to look up. And right as I did, something darted across the road, something that was big and dark, too fast to be natural. When I saw it, my body went cold and rigid. Fear immediately took over my entire system, and I started to cry. I don't get scared easily, and my mom knows this, and I think that's partly why she believes it was really something, and not just a dog. I was shaking and still crying as we entered town, and my mom pulled over in the safety of a gas station's lights so that I could try to calm down. We don't go on that road at night anymore. We barely go during the day. I get a sense of dread every time I look in its direction. This week's segment of Weird Club is with my sister Jenna. Let's hear what she thinks about hellhounds. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Weird Club segment of the show. <laughs> You're already laughing. Today is a special episode as well because my sister Jenna has joined me here. Hello, Jenna. Hi. Okay, Jenna, where do you fall on the line of skeptic believer? So I've heard a lot of people answer this question, mm -hmm. and I think that everybody wants to walk that fine line of, I want to believe, but I, I need to see it. Yeah. Um, I actually think I'm a believer that yes. needs a little bit of evidence to get there. Right. Just like um, a, a little smooch of evidence. It's fine. Right. A little something, something. <laughs> Because an urban legend is, you know, a hell of a drug sure. and we can't just believe everything we hear. Right. But sure. I think that to think that we know everything that exists in this universe is a little pretentious. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and I'm going to say believer. Nice. That's good. You're also a lawyer. So you like really like evidence is a big part of what you do every day. 
Correct. I'm a big fan of evidence. Yeah. Need it. Really important. Right. Um, so you've heard all about how hounds. What's just your first thought right off the bat? So I know I just said I'm a believer, <laughs> but I'm fairly confident this is a dog. <laughs> yes. Bad start. <laughs> Bad start. But maybe I can convince you otherwise. Um, so yeah, I mean, to be honest, the biggest thing that everybody says about how hunts is like, okay, so somebody saw a large dog and was scared, point blank. Um, and to that I say, yeah, that's a really great possibility. That's exactly what happened. Um, because, uh, yeah, people get scared of everything. I mean, there's people that are just terrified of dogs in general. Um, so that could, like, that's definitely a huge contender. And especially um, in terms of, you know, it attacking people in churches, um, it could have nothing to do with it being a church. It just was a place where a lot of people congregated. And um, especially back in the day, dogs weren't as domesticated as they are now. Um, because like, you know, the dogs that we all have have been bred for so long to be domesticated. Um, but back then they were a little more on the wild side. So all wolves. Just, yeah, like, also, wolves is a huge contender um, because, you know, we all watch Game of Thrones. Those dire wolves are massive. Real big. Real big. And Twilight, we watched those. Jacob those was were, like, watch. excessive. If you could give me that size <laughs> for a report, I might be on the believer side for this one. That's true. Real, those are, like, human-sized on all fours. That's true. We're and talking, like, Mastiff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, Mastiff or... What's the other big ones? I can't think of them. A mount, Burmese mountain there's, dog? There's like a lot of dogs. Yeah, it's fine. There's like big dog. This is actually my son getting a Pop-Tart at approximately fine. 9 o'clock at it's night. Nine. Big dog? Big dog. Yeah, we're talking about big dog. I wish I had a dog that's bigger than this house. You want a dog bigger than this house? Wouldn't that be scary? Well, not that scary, but we're going to need a giant leash. Giant leash. You're going to need a giant leash for sure. A giant pet poop, a, like giant everything a dog could have. Giant everything. He should have told all the people that were seeing these here hellhounds, you know, why don't you just get it a giant leash and domesticate it? Come on, it's not that hard. Clifford did it. He was red. Real big, big as a house. Big as a house. Like way bigger than these normal wolf size. Right. Why are the dogs downstairs? Okay. <gasps> hellhounds. <laughs> She's very large. She's Touch me right now. <laughs> Kaya, Kaya the bear. The bear, the other contender. The other contender. It's just Kaya, everybody. It's just Kaya. <laughs> That's what everyone's been seeing. It's just Kaya. Years. Years, years and years of just Kaya, which makes sense. So, yeah, wolves, dogs, um, especially in, like, I mean, wolves nowadays are pretty, um, pretty extinct in most areas, but, um, Back then, they were, like, more common to roam around countrysides and, and stuff. So, like, a lot of the things for England. But the, the thing that is confusing is they probably knew what a wolf looked like. That is true. So, for them to be like, you know, it's not a wolf, but I'm terrified. But also, people are they're not the brightest bees in the pod sometimes, you know? I guess the question is, what is it that they made it not a wolf? I mean, there's nothing that I've seen that's so consistent in these descriptions that it's like, well, it clearly could not have been 
Right. What is it that they're looking at and saying, well, that I'm sure is a hellhound. Yeah. And, and also, I mean, like while I was doing the research, I don't really remember, like I, I remember seeing all these different articles and such saying that these hellhounds have red eyes or yellow eyes. And yet I didn't find any, or, or I, I mean, I didn't find any that said, you know, its eyes were glowing red, um, which is confusing on then how did that become part of its description? Also, I mean, I have two dogs, right? Mm -hmm. Like my one dog's eyes glow red all the time. Like you take a picture of that dog and he looks like a straight up demon. I mean, he is, but like in the pictures. And so if you think about like driving on the road at night and you see do glow like a yellowish green. So glowing eyes feels like it could just be an animal that not to say that a hellhound can't be like a breed of dog that we're not aware of like a Mm -hmm. wolf-like bear dog of some kind um but i i don't know that i'm buying this you know well that is very clearly a dog from hell right because look at those reflective eyes for survival right exactly that's um i feel like it's called the tapetum or tapetum it's one of those two. I can't remember which one. But the okay. interesting thing is, what color is Rusty? He is tan. Right. So He's a tan dog with light, like greenish yellow eyes. Mm-hmm. So with the tape tongue or t- tapetum, whichever, however you pronounce it. I just burped. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's in the episode. Um, basically, light colored animals shine red back but dark color animals like kaya would shine a blue or a green back right so to like to that scientific fact like that's just facts um Mm -hmm. people claim then how could you know if i'm seeing a black dog then how is how is this hellhound black and have the red eyes um and to that point it could just be like, you know, if you see something at night, it's not easy to see what color it is. Right. You know, um, like if Rusty was in the middle of the yard, it could be hard. Like, and, and there's like a little light that's reflecting off. It could be hard to see what color it is and still see the glowing red eyes. Right. Um, well, I mean, I, I think any figure in the dark looks black. To right. be clear. Like if yeah. you're seeing <laughs> like the it's outline a of something and it's dark out. <laughs> It's gonna look black. You need light, actually. That's right. also science for the light to show the color of the object. So right. we could be working with a tan wolf. Right, exactly. Like, yeah. I and and also I guess back then too, I mean dire wolves are obviously extinct now. Um I I'm not quite sure like when it went when they went extinct, but you know, back in one thousand and one or like the fifteen hundreds there could have been either a few left behind or even just bred with other wolves so that they were bigger. Um, because the animals were just bigger back then. Yeah, I, I agree. With bugs and dinosaurs. Like, I think they just keep getting smaller. Yeah, until they're just like, just gone. <laughs> um, but the thing is that with this Kentucky one, we have video evidence to look at. Um, what is it, what is what are your thoughts on the video first off 
I want to preface this by saying that I feel really bad that I said I was a believer to start because like that is a straight up video of a bear. Have you seen a black bear? I know I'm bombing on the, get me on another one of these where I actually yeah. <laughs> claims um, to be a believer. And then is like, this is fake. <laughs> I said with a scintilla of evidence. Right. Um, I watched that video a couple times. I feel like you can see the bear snout when it walks out the way it takes that first step and looks weirdly long, but then when it gets on the more even ground, the butt's a little higher. Yeah. That's, that is black bear all day. I'm drinking out of a Della bear <laughs> cup and it looks exactly like this bear right here. That is what they saw. To be fair, it really does. And like, and it also just, I mean, like not even looking at appearance wise, it moves with no haste, which <laughs> Like it literally just stepped. Like he said, he said he was like ten feet away from this thing, and it just nonchalant, just like steps out. And he's like, "All right, cool, I'll leave. I'm out. It's chill." So we went to the Poconos this year, mm-hmm. and we were up on the deck, and this tiny baby black bear walked like under the deck. Like oh they God. just like just first care. of all, they're everywhere. Right. Second of all, they're really just kind of cruising through, right? Mm-hmm. Like I know they can be aggressive, blah, 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 blah. Right. But like for the most part, like for me to buy that this is a dog sent from hell mm-hmm. to guard the gate. And like, to be clear, I'm not sure there's not a gate. Like I'm not saying that. Right. But for me to buy that, that is it living in that shed. <laughs> it's going to do, it's going to need to do a little more than saunter down a hill. Right. Away from the yelling guy with the camera. Like really slowly. Yeah, he was sauntering. That was chill. that. If you were to look up saunter that's in a dictionary what, with it. videos, that is what that bear did. I see. I remember when I first watched it, I was like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! They caught a hellhound on video." That was my first reaction, and then I watched it again, and that's when the questions of like, if it was a hellhound, I feel like it would have moved quicker. You know, like it would have sped away, like people said it did but it didn't. And then Wasn't also, also like somewhat menacing, like, yeah, like biting huh? throats and stuff. Like, I feel yeah. like that's not what I expected to see. Right. Right. I mean, the also thing- when you were watching it, were you like 10? No, I watched it when I first, when I was, so there was the, the big thing about like, that we haven't talked about yet, which is a part of most cryptid cases is the power of folklore because this has been passed down from generation to generation and especially in England I mean like the Kentucky one is not really believed in whatsoever um it's like definitely like d-list celebrity on the cryptids list um or even lower I don't even know if it makes an alphabetical what did he like take a boat like what happened nothing like that was it like it's just like yeah it killed my chickens which is like Chupacabra already did that, sir. So get in line. That's who they're confusing it with, naturally. Naturally. Chupacabra. Case closed. Um, (laughs) But in England, the Black Shook is like a real, like a very widely believed in part of their, I mean, I don't want to say part of their like um, lives, but like a a lot of people, it's definitely widely believed in, um, in terms of ratio of people. and some people have put it with, so there's another, I wouldn't call it a cryptid. I'd more call it like, well, I guess it is a cryptid. Have you ever heard of like the black leopards or pumas that roam England, like the countrysides of England? I have um, 
So for, for a couple of years now, people, and, and by a couple of years, I mean, since like the fifties. So like a lot of years now, um, people have been claiming to see like leopards or some sort of big cat or cats roaming the countryside of England. Um, and there's like, there's some, I'll probably cover it, um, but there's like some real weight to it. There are like tons of videos, tons of pictures. And although that, that video of the Kentucky one is obviously a bear, this one is like obviously a big cat. Like it, it's almost as if it was shot at a zoo. Um, but anyway, people have been saying that <laughs> people are, are like, oh, you think you saw a hellhound? No, no, no. You saw the other cryptid. Classic mistake. Classic mistake. <laughs> And they're like, how does that keep happening? Oh man, another cryptid. Oh, but, um, so that's like another part that is again, like, I don't know how, how, how can you mess up a big cat with a big dog? Like they are very different. So I, I think that it would be a little bit aggressive to say that it's not possible that there's an actual black puma or some kind of wild cat that doesn't belong in the area in the area like mm -hmm. the black market for exotic animals is still to this day i mean we saw tiger king like right this there's like a market for this and if we're talking about you know 50s that was black market all the way but even before that you're talking about bringing exotic animals for circuses and like there were trade markets that were all over Europe. Mm -hmm. um, so when I made the joke before about, you know, the hellhound taking a boat to Kentucky, <laughs> uh, which I am, to be clear, I'm aware that that's not on the water, just so we right. know that. Um, sure. You know, I definitely think that there is always the potential that an animal that doesn't belong in an area could be in an area because of somebody I mean, they talk all the time about the alligators that people are like, oh, this is so cute. I'm going to keep it in my bathtub. And they're like, not cute. And now there's an alligator in Maine. Right, right. And that's, um, that's another, so remember how I brought up the beast of Jebudon? Mm -hmm. um, so in that case, what, I mean, I don't know what, I don't know how you classify them as like archaeologists, scientists, historians, somehow concluded that what um, the beast of Jebudon was, was actually a hyena brought from, Africa as you know back when the exploring days were happening people would catch animals in exotic exotic places and then so they brought this hyena which obviously is not native to France um, and it started eating children because they were you know that was that was what their prey was for in that area um, so and right, also like the dingo ate my baby like right just eating kids just eating kids whatevs it's it's crazy out there in those in those jungles and and safari parks and such the no for me <laughs> yeah for and sure my babies oh right well i mean more more importantly for them but also you as well um but so hyena those things are weird i mean obviously those things are weird as Shit. They actually have the mane on their back. They do. And which they is are like large, like they're they're larger than dogs, but not crazy big, you know, where you'd be like, what the fuck is that? I mean you'd yeah, still what be, color do their eyes glow? I don't know a lot about hyena eyes. I don't, oh they definitely glow like a yellow. Mm. I remember seeing I remember seeing the um like in better. Wait, I'm looking up what hyena's eyes look like when they glow. Hyena. Wait, can you while you look that up? Can I can I pee and please edit that out? Oh yeah, I'll put I'll put little elevator music in here. <laughs> 
what was the last I thing think you we're said? doing great and we are doing phenomenal um oh hyenas we're talking about hyenas well uh, every to everyone listening we just googled what hyenas eyes look like and they glow yellow so yellow. a contender possibly also we did well i discovered that i are pretty cute and would like want to pet one one day that'd be fun i do not recommend it but like in like a kosher area you know where it's like a mutual uh, like what respect. Are you gonna, like ask the hyena for consent yeah but if, and if it doesn't say yes then you don't because right. that is just a yes. good lesson i'm glad we're gonna put that psa out there on your I just, podcast i feel like i feel like uh, i feel like i don't know i just i i i, th- I think that maybe <laughs> when I when I went into writing this episode, I was like, oh my gosh, like like because I kind of plan out the episodes in terms of like I put a fake one here and there, but then I put it in between real ones or like ones that are candidates for real. And I put this one in being like, all right, cool, real, we're into it. And then I started doing the research and I was just like, hmm, um less real. <laughs> like I was like, I don't know. So here's, I've listened to all of the podcasts that you've done so far. And here's sort of the, the thing that I always look for when you're, when you're talking in your weird club mm-hmm. um, about whether people believe it or not. You're looking for identifications or sightings or reports that are consistent, that are similar, right. um, that have some independent value that the other person didn't know. I mean, that's what I talk about. That's what you're looking for in trial. If you're trying to present two cases together, that's what you need. Once something turns into urban legend, Mm -hmm. once it is out there and people are looking for it, inherently the credibility of people that see it comes down significantly because they're looking for it. So you know, when you have the cases of the groupings of sightings in locations in three days that are not highly publicized, yeah, that is a good indicator of an actual sighting. Mm-hmm. When you have the people that see things in very different locations, but describe or dr- the illustrations of things that are very consistent, yeah. like those are the things that I tend to think, well, that makes sense because you have these detailed reports that are either consistent in, you know, in what they've seen in the behavior they report in the location and the timing in something like I didn't see that here. Yeah. Like there's nothing in these reports that is like, Oh, what a weird out there fact that these two different people said. And so that, to me, makes me think, because this started a long time ago, right? Like the reports of this are like (laughs) real long ago. Um, So like it was an urban legend before most of the reports. And once you have that, you know, maybe you got some weird bear in England or like Mm -hmm. a giant wolf or like (laughs) maybe there's a breed of wolves that isn't widely known that have red glowing eyes. I mean, I just don't know that I see anything in these that, that leads me to think like, well, I believe it because there's so much supporting that these people saw the same thing because Mm -hmm. they're not, I mean, even the, the illustrations are so different. You know, right. one looks like it's straight out of the Hunger Games. <laughs> yeah, did it a little bit better, and then the other one, like the Black Shook, just looks like a you know, like a little mutt. 
<laughs> he's got some like mangy back hair, you know, it's like just chilling, just chilling. And, and the concept of like, you know, he came into a church and bit people in the throat. Well, first of all, like predators biting throats is, is pretty standard. Like yeah. that's sort of a <laughs> go-to. Like, that's how you get them down. <laughs> it's how you kill prey. I right. mean, I'm not a wild animal, but I've seen enough, you know, documentaries and planet earth mm-hmm. to know that a, Great. especially, you know, wolf or dog taking down a throat mm-hmm. is not something that, you know, strikes me as rising from the depths of hell. Right. Um, I mean, in the moment, like if I was the one being bitten in the throat, like I'd be like, oh, you uh, from hell. Right. This is hell. Like I get that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the, you know, I think the, it's come into churches or even the one where she feels like this dread or this, you know, sense of doom. I mean, first of all, I think that's a, that's a panic attack. Probably. Right. <laughs> right. But it's, you know, I, I don't see anything in these sightings, despite the fact that there are so many that mm-hmm. leads me to believe that this is not just people saying, Oh, look at that big red eye or yellow or yellow eye glowing giant dog slash bear. Well, now I've seen a hellhound. Right. Like what's like, and maybe I'm wrong, but what's consistent among any of these reports? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, in, in Bigfoot or Sasquatch cases, there are so many different species of Bigfoot and stuff. Um, But with this one, I don't know. It just seems like Kentucky, like why that state? like nothing's ever happened there why would the hellhound go to kentucky and then start breeding on its own like first of all nobody's nobody's really like let's go to kentucky (laughs) kentucky (laughs) like i think if you're born there like it's probably very nice right but i don't think that like they're like i've seen the beautiful hillsides of you know england and most of europe and now i would like to immediately go to kentucky right like that's not the american dream but you know, do what you got. I mean, if you've seen 90 Day Fiance, like that's how it goes, but. Right, right. TLC, sponsor me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Love that channel. And do more crypto stuff. No, I'm kidding. Um, Yeah, I, it's, I'm like kind of, I'm like a little bummed because I, I like wanted to, I wanted to believe in this one so badly, but it's, and I guess like, you know, in terms of like the history of, like ancient Egypt with Anubis and Greek mythology and stuff. I don't, I don't even know how to go about touching those parts because, you know, they had their own ways of thinking. Plus like I've seen ancient aliens enough to know that people think aliens were involved. And that just seems like a whole boatload of information I have to unpack there. Um, But in terms of like, you know, Black Shuck and everything, it just sounds like a misidentification in in like the scared way you would yeah and i and i think like probably a combination of a misidentification and a very widely populated um urban legend and especially when you put in the religious component yeah i mean like think about all of the things in you know in legends from from different tribes from different Mm -hmm. cultures that say like if you see this like you will die right <laughs> that's like a very common thread yeah like there's a, a lot of things you can't right like and so you know the concept that this is something that people learn and whether it be something you grew up with like is like sort of a fairy tale folklore sort of 
growing up story or like, mm-hmm. you know, a religious sort of, this is something that has happened in the church and this is, a, this is the devil and car, you right. know, I just feel like when you get into those territories of these, everybody has heard this story. Yeah. Like now we're talking about like Krampus, you know what I mean? <laughs> Which is an excellent Great movie, film. by the way. Great um, film. My favorite holiday film. But I, I just feel like at that point, like you lose the credibility of the people that report seeing it. Right. Because they're looking for it. Mm-hmm. And, and it's so widespread to me that I'm more inclined to believe that there's some like big ass wolf in Europe yeah. that we haven't quite discovered that right. maybe like, you know, likes a good sermon. Um, just, you know, spoke to, you know, likes that church music. Oh. Um, and I, you know, maybe, maybe it is guarding the gates of hell. Like right. I just don't have enough to, to get there on this one. Yeah. I also like no one reported seeing a gate to hell so there's that as well or is there any like hell like things i mean i feel like there would be some some residual i don't want to call it like hell leakage but like right, for sure does anything else get out the door well i mean in the famous are they guarding to keep things in or to keep us out i think honestly it's probably to keep us out because i mean like, like who's trying to go like i'll probably end up there but like who's trying right. to get there well, I mean, I don't know. It's like sometimes when you're on Earth and like, you know, when there's a pandemic going on, sometimes it's like, hmm, would it be better down there? Like, It's been a rough year, but I think I'm still not <laughs> fighting a giant dog to get into hell. Dover demon, though, I'll take that guy all day. Oh, that thing. So little. It's a puntable demon. According I to love Kathy. that line. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I think we've kind of like closed the case of just like, beside, it's, it's not, I don't, I mean... You know, I always ask at the end of the episode, so what do you think? Are they out there? I have to say, I don't think so. I don't think they are, sadly. I'm pretty torn up about it, actually. I feel really guilty, and like I should tell you they (laughs) exist to make you feel better. Anyway, thank you. I love you. Love you. So, what do you think? Are hellhounds really out there? We are on Instagram, at OutThereCryptids, so make sure to follow us and tell us all of your thoughts on the cryptids we cover and what you'd like to hear next. It would mean a lot to us if you could go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. It's a great way for other people to find the podcast. Next week, I will be covering a cryptid that has not one, but five movies centered around it. That's right, the Mongolian Deathworm. See you then. This episode was written and hosted by me, Josh, with logo design by Jason Zykes and theme music from purpleplanet.com. Me, 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 me. Okay, it's good. <laughs> I don't actually do that. That was the first time I ever did that. I guarantee you do that every time. I don't do that, but I'm going to put that in the episode now because <laughs> it's good. La, la, la. <laughs> Mommy made me mash my M&Ms. <laughs> okay, okay, we have to start. I'm going to press record. Okay. <clears throat>